0: Just had to hear that part. Welcome. It is uh, Bowerly, my loves. We made it to Friday. Actually worked a five-day week this week. Damn, it's excruciating. But uh, Lucas Buckley is at uh, Master Control, and I just want to read something to you and then plunge ahead into the uh, next thing we're going to talk about. Um, And this regards uh, Florida and the costs in Florida, because I'd mentioned that some friends are actively trying to move to Florida, but they listed some of the costs that they can expect to pay in Florida, and it is not, you know, it, it, it's, uh, if you want to change and you want to go to a free state, it makes sense, but financially, it's not like you're going to be making out like a bandit. Um, now, this is an email from someone I do not know, but I will read it to you. I keep a close eye on Florida. I retired to central Florida about 12 years ago and returned to western New York about three years ago. I'd missed western New York, developed a health issue, wanted to be closer to family. So the costs in Florida have really spiked since the end of COVID as the buyers from the north have returned in numbers. However, the costs have increased dramatically, just such as homeowners insurance, if you can even find a company willing to take the risk. Since the recent hurricanes, several insurance companies are not taking on new customers and several have announced they're leaving Florida and are informing their current customers that they must find a new insurer. There are reports of insurance premiums going from about $1200 a year to nearly $4000 a year and even higher for a 2000 square foot home worth about 400k. Note And this is a big one. More and more, now in Florida, if the roof on the home is over five years old, the insurance company will often send someone out to look at it before they will write a policy. And if a roof is over 10 years old, it now must often be replaced before any insurance company will write insurance on that home. It's becoming a major problem, so much that the governor of Florida... DeSantis recently called a special session of the state legislature in an effort to address the problem, which is becoming regarded as an emergency situation. And due to the number of vehicles damaged in the hurricane, auto insurance is also becoming very costly with large increases in premiums. Is the bloom off the rose for Florida? No, but it's becoming less financially advantageous than it was, say, five years ago, It's becoming quite congestion. However, it is a much freer state than we are living in. I've been back here about three years, but given the direction of New York State, I'm beginning to reluctantly investigate finding another state, perhaps such as Tennessee. Always enjoy the show. Thanks for all you do for Western New York. I don't do anything for Western. I talk on the radio. I'm an idiot with a mic, but thank you very much. I appreciate what you say, but... Um, I wish I could say I wish I could list the accomplishments of things I've done for Western New York, but I think it'd be a very, very short, uh, a very short list. Whatever I do, I, I do for you guys who listen to the show, and of course my own selfish interest. But uh, you know that's about that's about it. Um, anyway, thank you for the email. Thank you for the interest in the show. I do appreciate it. Now, uh, I want to do a couple of topics at once and, and see which one. Um, you guys are really interested in. This is one that, you know what, I, I don't think we've ever done this topic before. Oh, we've talked about it before, but never in quite this way. And the background of the topic is simply this. Periodically, because of certain internet searches I do, I am hit by clickbait people. And the clickbait that I usually look at is... These are the movies critics say are perfect movies. And, of course, you always want to see, well, wait, are my favorite movies on here as perfect movies? By the way, none of the Police Academy movies made the list. Not a single one. Very disappointed that Hightower did not receive the respect he was due. But the the perfect movies list invariably will include The Godfather, And the sequel, Godfather 2. They are on every single list. But as I mentioned with uh, David, and as I mentioned earlier on this program, there's movies on the list that I'm surprised are on the list because even though I may like them, I never thought of them as perfect movies, and I never really thought about them as uh, in the same league with The Godfather or The Godfather 2. I mean, The Godfather is... It's a perfect movie. I've mentioned this before, but the problem I used to have with The Godfather was I'd always put it on late at night and I'd fall asleep during the wedding scene. I couldn't make it past the first half hour, if that. And I know that's a horrible thing to say because now I I almost know the movie line by line because I've seen it a million times and it's a phenomenal movie. And and so is uh, so is, too. Uh, the casting makes the movie, I think. Um, and Al Pacino, <laughs> Al Pacino was a dark horse candidate, by the way, to play Al Pacino. There were so many people that could have had that role before Al Pacino. They thought Al Pacino was too short for the role. He's like five foot five, maybe, and uh, they just didn't think that's what they wanted as a <clears throat> as a. Uh, Uh, soon-to-be leader of an organized crime family, even though, by the way, in the real world, a lot of those guys were very, they were on the short side as far as the average height of the male population of the United States. But don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole. But that is another topic, though. Short men. That is a topic we have to do at some time. But I, I'm going to ask, oh, and one of the movies that was on one of the lists of the most perfect movies ever made was a movie called L.A. Confidential. I don't know how many of you have seen it. It's really good. It, it it's, it's a really good movie. But I never thought of it as a perfect movie. I just knew it was very well done. And I also remember that the first time I saw it, I couldn't quite grasp everything that was going on. There's a lot to unpack in that movie, but after watching it a couple of times, I figured out, oh, that's what this is about. I get it now. Sometimes I can be a little slow. I'll be the first to admit it. So uh, LA Confidential is on the list that I recently read of perfect movies. Now, I don't know how many film people we have, and I I almost hesitate to ask this question because I mentioned this earlier especially now in the era of Netflix and Amazon and all of the other streaming services that are available, let's face it, there have been tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of movies made since the beginning of cinema. And there are some movies that you probably will be surprised I have not seen that are absolute classic movies. For example, until Amazon Amazon Prime came along and I was recovering from one surgery or another, I'd never watched Bridge on the River Kwai, which is a classic movie. Even made the Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire. That's how well known it was. I'd never seen it start to finish. Just one of those movies. Well, with Amazon Prime, I was able to buy it, watch it, and then rewatch it as often as I wanted to watch it. And it really is an awesome movie. And one of the things when you watch Bridge on the River Kwai that you're gonna realize is wow, people were really skinny and in shape back then. They really were. I mean, every single person in that movie was a paragon of fitness. And I watched these guys in that movie and I'm like, wow, wow. Really. They're older than I am, and look at what good shape they're in. What changed in America? What changed in the West? Um, it's a really entertaining film. And it's it's almost like a psychological um, plot twist at the end. Uh, the British leader, basically falls into what we would now call Stockholm Syndrome, basically um, almost falling into league with the Japanese commander, Seito. There really was, by the way, a Japanese general in the Second World War named Seito, but he had nothing to do with running any prison camp. But I digress. Bridge on the River Kwai. Again, that's a movie that you have all probably seen a lot. And I only watched it in the last few years, but I've watched it a number of times. And that, that's the thing about movies is that when you were growing up, maybe it was this way for you, I don't know. But if you saw a movie once, what point is there in watching it again? You saw it once, there's no point in going... I can never understand people buying movies on video. What do you want to waste your money? You've seen that movie once, you know all there is to know about the movie, move on and watch something else. Life is a question of volume of movies. Well... That tune has changed, maybe for you, certainly for me, because I can now find something new that I didn't notice before in practically every movie that I have purchased, okay? It doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. V for Vendetta. Seen that movie more times than you can imagine. Every single time you watch it, you're going to see something new. You're going to notice, at very least, a nuance on which you did not pick up before. So... In, in your movie mind, and again, please understand, I have a lot of g- gaping holes in my pop culture knowledge. Okay, Bellavia, Rob Lucas, they're much better at pop culture than am I. So I'm taking a little risk here, okay? And I still can't believe Raquel Welch is dead. I, I'm stunned by that. But anyway, um, what to you? Give me an example. Give us all an example of a perfect movie. Is it The Godfather? Is it The Godfather 2? And as mentioned earlier in this show, and has been brought up on another show, it's amazing in Buffalo hearing about the Bills Mafia and the word mafia being tossed around very, very lightly because as I have explained to you, and as those of you who've seen the various documentaries on the making of the movie know, the Mafia was not really happy that a Mafia movie was being made. True story. And at the time it was being conceived, uh, there was a um, there was a movement that started in New York City called the Italian American Anti Defamation League or Discrimination League, and uh, Actually, that actually comes up in the movie The Irishman uh, with De Niro and Pesci and all those guys. But uh, the idea that Bill's mafia or any kind of mafia is so freely talked about in society today, guys, in 1970, 71, 72, that was really, really controversial. It was like a no-no. It was like the C-word. No, not that C-word. The other C-word, cancer. There was a time you did not talk about cancer. If so and so in your family had it, it was always whispered. Like you should be ashamed of it. Oh, she has. Uh, she has cancer. Yeah. Did you hear about Marge? She has cancer. Like what? I, I, it, yeah. It, it's, it's a disease. That is correct. But why it was whispered about, I don't know. Maybe it was whispered about because back in the day, it was uh, almost always some kind of a death sentence. And clearly, we've made tremendous advances with still many to go uh, in medical science against that wretched disease. But you didn't use the word mafia like you use it today. And if Joe Columbo, you can look that up online if you'd like, if he could rise from the grave and see all the references to Bill's Mafia or whatever Mafia, uh, he would probably send a hit squad for you. I'm just saying. So what to you is the perfect movie? And I've got another topic that I want to do based on an email from a friend. An email from a friend, but obviously, if I didn't think it was relevant to you, I'd never bring it up just because a friend sent it to me, but I think it's relevant to a lot of people, and I'll get to that in just a moment. Wasn't uh, in in Shawshank Redemption, which is another great movie, wasn't one of the posters, uh, the guy was, uh, Andy Dufresne was in prison so long that the different Hollywood icons changed over the generations, and wasn't Raquel Welch one of the last posters in that movie Um, Or or am I hallucinating? Always a chance. Always a chance. Uh, But anyway, as we head into the next hour, your um, perfect movie. Give us an example of perfect movie to you. The only caveat that I have to throw in here, as I've said, is as much as I would like to say, oh, I've seen every movie that you guys are going to mention. Chances are I haven't. But if it's a perfect movie, I'd say there's a 50-50 shot that I, I, I've checked it out. Now, there's there's something else, too, that I want to get into, and it involves the uh, local newspaper, the Buffalo News. And look, um, we are a competing company against the Buffalo News, okay? We are competitors, and I, I still, I still don't like the idea that the newspaper – is circling the drain. And I don't get off on that. I take absolutely no joy from other people's misery. I really do not. That isn't that isn't what I'm about. Wish the paper would have been nicer to us over the years. Not going to lie, but that still doesn't mean I'm happy to see the problems that Buffalo News is having. Um, and the email goes like this. And this is from somebody that is personally known to me. My annual Buffalo News subscription was $1,000. Actually, $1,013. That was for an actual newspaper Thursday through Sunday and full digital access. I finally called and was disconnected twice in an attempt to reduce the subscription. I walked away from an online session by threatening to cancel threatening to cancel. Now I pay $240 a year. So let's get this straight. This person had been paying $1,000 a year. Now is paying $240 a year. And this person who is no stranger to media says there's trouble in those numbers. And a lot of listeners have made those calls and are frustrated. Or frustrated, if you prefer. So I want to know your experiences with the local newspaper and whether you still get the local newspaper. We visit this every now and again. And one of the general observations I would make is that the physical paper newspaper seems to be a thing for old people. And once you get established in your ways... It's very difficult to break off a relationship. And I mentioned this before the last time we talked about the newspaper at any length. My mom had been a subscriber to the Buffalo News or her immediate family for, I'm going to say, pretty much 85 years minimum. And it was only recently, relatively, mom actually broke off. She divorced the Buffalo News. She divorced the Buffalo News because they did away with some of her favorite puzzles and games. That's why. Now, she'd been complaining about the newspaper and its lack of content and its thinness and its barrenness for quite some time. But when they took away those popular puzzles, which I think they reintroduced some of them, um, that was the last straw for her. So they lost a subscriber. And I got news for it. They're not going to replace a newspaper subscriber with a younger demographic. Lucas, do you ever think that you're going to subscribe to the Buffalo News or any other newspaper? No, you'll tell us more coming up. But it's uh, 4.58. And again, I'm not coming to uh, the the purpose of this. I want to be really clear. It's not to be mean and nasty to the Buffalo News. It it isn't. It is more of a discussion about the changing media environment and your changing expectations. But remember something that – you kind of get what you pay for with media. You get what you pay for. And uh, free and not always free. Stand by on News Radio 930 WBEN. News is coming up, and then we're going to take your telephone calls, and you don't have to listen to me ramble as much or drone on News Radio 930 WBEN. Much as I like might like to think you enjoy my voice that much, that would be unrealistic. So stay with us, and uh, we'll take your calls coming up next hour, News Radio 930 WBEN.